Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. It's time for the Money Night Podcast with certified financial planner, Wade Chessman. Thanks for joining us today on the Money Night Podcast. Walter Strahold with you today, filling in for Ben George. But as always, we have the old trusty Wade Chessman joining us. <laughs> certified financial planner and certified kingdom advisor as well at Chessman Wealth Strategies. Based out of Dallas, but serving clients nationwide. You can find us online at chessmanwealth.com. Wade is the co-author of the book, Giving Transforms You. And we turn to him for guidance and advice each and every episode here on the podcast. And Wade, it's great to be with you again. How are you this week? I'm great, Walter. Just doing great. Headed to, um, by the time this podcast comes out, Cat will be out of the bag. We're headed to Lubbock tomorrow to celebrate my wife's uh, mom. She's turning 80. We're surprising her. So that'll be a lot of fun. Fantastic. 80 years old. Yeah. Amazing. If we can, uh, that's a wonderful milestone. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. She doesn't know we're coming. I don't. I think her dad somehow managed to keep it from her. So nice. Do you have anything yeah, in particular planned, like a, a theme or anything like that, or just just celebrate? No, I think just go celebrate. Probably go to Red Lobster. Oh, you know, there for the you seafood go. lover in you, something like that. Um, well, it, you could go to Red Lobster and not even get seafood and be happy with those cheddar biscuits. Oh, for sure. Those things are addicting. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I haven't had one in. I haven't had one in a couple of years, but. If I happen to be in a Red Lobster right now, I'd probably be, eat about a thousand of those. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's better than the seafood sometimes. Uh, yeah. Even though I'm a, I'm a big seafood guy, Wade, but those yes. cheddar biscuits are something else. So, uh, well, that sounds like a fantastic time. I'm sure she will have an absolute blast. Uh, what, what do you get seafood wise whenever you go to Red Lobster? Do you go oh, for I like the lobster? Shrimp. I'm a big shrimp, shrimp guy, guy. So, okay. some kind of shrimp dish. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Well, we're very hungry now to start off today's yes. show and. That's a good thing, because we should have some good hunger to talk about great topics here on the program, and uh, that's what we're going to do today. We're going to be talking about this word that may make people go, uh, what? Decumulation. Sounds like this big, scary thing. We're going to talk about the five things that you need to know about decumulation in order to retire successfully. Don't let that be intimidating. All we're really talking about is you accumulate a whole bunch of money as you work through your life and save money. You're accumulating that money. Then you get to retirement, and what happens? You decumulate, or you spend right. that money. Uh, you get rid of that money that's in your account so that you can continue to live life without working. So that's all decumulation means. So don't let that be intimidating. We're going to talk about five key things that you need to know about the process today. And stay tuned to the end of the program because we've got a listener question from Deb, who unfortunately is in the middle of a divorce after 30 years and uh, of marriage and has some questions about what she's going through in this process right now. So that'll be a tough question to tackle. We'll do that at the end and hopefully give Deb and maybe others going through a similar situation some things to think about. But let's dive into this uh, decumulation topic, Wade. And I think one interesting thing about it is that there's so much focus in the financial world on the accumulation part, right? Like there's just all sorts of advice, how-to guides. There's lots of guardrails put in place when Mm -hmm. it comes to saving and investing and dealing with debt maybe during our 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s for some folks. But there's a lot less resources out there to help retirees than navigate that period of time after retirement. And again, that's the period of time known as decumulation. And so in this episode, we're going to give you those five things that you need to know about that process to retire successfully. And number one, Wade, is that there's often a lack of support. Mm -hmm. As we mentioned, it's just not a whole lot of resources out there, right? 
Right. I always tell people, you know, that like Liam Neeson, you know, he has that, he's basically has one movie that he does over and over and over, the same character. <laughs> it's the same taken movie, just in yeah. different versions of it. Remember, though, he said, I don't have any money, but what I do have are a very particular set of skills, skills I have acquired over a very long career, skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Yeah. And I always tell people, look, our, the skills that we have aren't going to be a nightmare. They're going to help you. The skills that we have are skills that we've honed over the years to help you in this next phase of life, the income phase of life, the deaccumulation phase, because what the same set of skills that got you to where you are accumulating isn't necessarily the same set of skills that's going to help you in this next phase of life. You've got to have a plan around it. You can't just hope for the best and, you know, maybe you hit the jackpot and everything works out, but chances are without a plan, it's going to be difficult. So when we talk to people, whether they're retiring, whether they're just in a state of financial independence, whether they're going through you know, the spouse, a loss of a spouse, here's the point at their life where they've got this certain pool of money and assets and, and resources. Now they've got to make this money work for them. How do they do that and give them the highest probability of things working out? So we've got a set of skills and we want to help them. Uh, we're not going to go out and kill people with our set of skills. We're going to go out and you know, help folks in this next phase of life. So I always like the Liam Neeson quote because it is a set of skills. It's a different set of skills, and you want to make sure that there's a plan when you get there. It's how you introduce people, uh, introduce yourself to people at parties, isn't it, Wade? Mm -hmm. Hi, I'm Wade Chessman. I'm a lot like Liam Neeson, just a lot nicer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not going to kill you, but I do have yeah. a particular set of skills. That or Tom Cruise, but ne <laughs> neither, one of, neither one is really believable. That's right. There you go. There you go. And and maybe and hopefully you're not as crazy as Tom Cruise has appeared no, to be over the years yeah. as well. I just no. Just no, on a looks on a looks basis. Yes. Well, there you go. You have the you have the looks of Tom Cruise with the skills of Liam Neeson. There you go. Perfect. All right. We've got the the perfect combination there for Wade. Uh, hopefully that puts a really good visual in people's heads of what mm -hmm. you look like, Wade. I'm sure it's very accurate. Item number two, that things must know, uh, that you must know about decumulation uh, to retire successfully. And that would be a fear of spending and the fact that it's real. And sometimes there would be people in the population who would say, that's crazy. Like, the problem is spending too much money. Who would be scared to spend money? Mm -hmm. But with the people that you work with, Wade, I imagine that after so much emphasis over the years on saving, it's hard to flip that switch. It's true. I mean, I look at my own parents. It's an example. They went on a trip. I think it was a European, you know, like cruise or something, a really nice trip. And they flew out of Dallas. And so they left their car with me. And so I drove it around town while they were gone. And you know, right before they got back, I said, I better clean this up a little bit, vacuum it out, get it all clean. I pick them up at the airport. My mom's looking around the car. She goes, where's my coupons? That was her first coupons? reaction. Her okay. coupons. Wow. She wanted to make sure that I had not thrown away her coupons. And so... I do see this, that people get to the end, they've accumulated all this wealth, but it is difficult for in two, really two things. One, it's difficult for some people to stop the idea of not working any longer and actually spending their money. You know, they've been spending 30 or 40 years building it up and now they actually have to spend it down. It can be a real fear. And so I uh, definitely have seen that. And that's why I think it's important to have a plan. Even when you have a plan, it can still be daunting, but at least it gives you, you know, you'll have something to move forward and give you confidence. So I definitely send it is real, believe it or not, but it can be helped. And I think the way to help with that is 
is to have a plan and don't just hope for the best, but come up with a hope is not a strategy. I'm glad that you call it a coupon, just like I do, Wade. Apparently, I've had multiple people recently, whenever that word has come up, they, they're more in the coupon. Like instead coupon? Of cu- coupon? They're more coupon. Coupon. I might use both, but I think maybe okay. I say coupon. Do you maybe bounce back and forth? It's maybe a tomato-tomato thing, but yeah. I never heard anyone say I don't know anyone, anyone say that says coupon. tomato, though. That's true. Yeah, that's actually a bad example, right? No one says tomato. <laughs> or potato or whatever that is. <laughs> Potato, potato. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no potato. But coupon and coupon, I've been hearing uh, more mm-hmm. mix in that lately. So in any event, a bit of a sidetrack, but uh, the, the word got stuck in my head there. All right, so we have our first two things. There's often a lack of support for folks entering into that retirement phase of life, that there is a fear of spending for many people. That's, that's mm-hmm. a real fear. It is. Number three, risks become more numerous. Is that really the case? It is. One of the risks becomes as a sequence of return risk. And so, you know, we like to illustrate this in the office. We, if you have two investors, they both could get the same rate of return over a long period of time, but one may end up with a lot of money at the end. One may run out and you may go, how could that be? It has to do with how the returns come in. If you happen to retire in 2007 and then 2008 happened, that's a lot different than someone that retired in 2009 and has had the last 10 years of, of real growth in their portfolio. So that's one you know, risk when it comes to the deaccumulation. We talk about this. Everybody's pretty much familiar with dollar cost averaging, the idea of you know, averaging into the markets over time, taking out some of the risk. But no one ever talks about what I like to call dollar cost ravaging, which is when you're pulling money out of your account – while the market's down, you're really eating away at principle that sometimes can't be replaced. So there, it, it is a lot. I don't want to say it's, you know, like can't some of these problems can't be alleviated, but there is more. I will definitely agree there's more risk in the retirement phase than there was. Maybe not more risk, maybe just different set of risk, you know, different things to be concerned about. So definitely uh, risks are there and you have to be aware of them. But most of them can be mitigated somewhat through proper planning. And you called that dollar cost ravaging again? Is that right? Yeah. I like dollar that. Cost That's the first ravaging. time I've heard that before. Well, I, I don't, I'm sure I didn't make it up. I probably got it from Ron Carson or somebody oh. like that, but I love it. It makes a lot of sense. Check, check and see if it's trademarked. Maybe If you hadn't trademarked it, maybe you can, uh, maybe you can go claim that one, Wade, because I hadn't heard that one before. Dollar cost ravaging. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. All right, so risks indeed become more <laughs> numerous. That's number three. And the fourth thing that you must know about decumulation to retire successfully, focusing on tax consequences, really it's never been more important. Couldn't agree with that many more. We've done whole uh, workshops on taxes in retirement. It's something you definitely have to be aware of and, and think through. Uh, we've done podcasts on this tax diversification concept, but... Yeah, how you pull the money out, where you take it from, how to maximize certain tax brackets, Roth conversions, IRA withdrawals, required minimum distributions, qualified charitable distributions. There's a lot of different moving parts, and I think taxes are a big uh, component that you have to be aware of and plan for. Not and again, not just willy-nilly go into retirement hoping everything will be okay, but looking at, hey, what are the various tax buckets? What's the best way to pull some of that money out? 
and what impact is that going to have? Yeah, huge area. Like I said, I'll do a whole hour-long workshop just on that where we go into different topics like Social Security taxation, capital gains, tax brackets. Yeah, huge, very important. And I think it's going to be more important perhaps going in the future as we spend ourselves into oblivion in this country, you know, we've got to have to pay for it at some point. And one of the ways that's being proposed even today is increased taxes. Yeah, it seems like they can only go one direction. And so that's why we've got to be so laser focused on the tax consequences, especially in retirement, because we just uh, we run out of time for those things to fall in our favor. So that's we've, right. we've got to uh, we, we're exposed a little bit more than usual there. Uh, one other thing to mention here, Wade, item number five on our list of things to know about decumulation to retire successfully is that you really need to leverage your lifetime income. What's meant by that? Well, you know, you have to replace your paycheck and there's different ways you can do that. Number one, Social Security. You got to, you know, sometimes people take Social Security for granted in the sense that they all just take it when I reach 62 or 65 and everything will be fine. But there's ways you can, there's, there's ideas, there's ways that you can maximize that benefit, especially if you're married over two lifetimes. So that's one. You know, the, the days are long, are going away. Like when my grandparents retired, my grandfather had a pension, my grandmother had a pension. They got Social Security coming in. I mean, they had a lot of checks coming in every month. So it's kind of hard for them to screw things up too bad. But those days are not around as much anymore for most people. So there's other ways to to generate income. There's a lot of charitable gifting ideas you can use if you're charitably minded that can help you replace your income. So there are different ways to do it, but it makes it more important than ever that you have a well-thought-out plan for for financial independence. And you notice I like to use the word financial independence. I don't I love the word retirement. I like the word financial independence because retirement is, you know, I think it's more important to think of yourself as financially independent because you may choose to keep working, but you want to be in a position to be financially independent. But being financially independent means you've got enough income coming in and you just want to have a plan for it because, like I said, the days of having pensions and things like that, those days, all not completely gone, they're a lot less prevalent. So we got to take it upon ourselves to have a proper plan. I appreciate the difference in how you view financial independence versus retirement and, and totally get it, Wade. Uh, if you want to have a conversation with Wade yourself and go over some of the specifics of your situation for how you can become financially independent, whether that truly means retirement or just getting that freedom that comes along with knowing that you've got enough money to last as long as you do, reach out and have a conversation. You can start it over, over Zoom or remote meeting. If you're not in the Dallas area, you can come in for a one-on-one -on -one visit. Any questions that might be on your mind about finances, retirement, and the planning process, please don't hesitate to reach out, and Wade can walk you through what that looks like. Yeah, I'd love to do it. I mean, I'm oh, yeah. super passionate about that, the topic of financial independence, but especially retirement income and the whole taxes and retirement thing. I love talking about it. Uh, we also, you know, we talked a little bit about risks that folks face in this phase of life as well. And there is a great risk tolerance quiz on the website. Yep. If somebody's mm -hmm. maybe interested, Wade, in like a, a simple starting point, maybe they're not quite ready to have a conversation one-on-one -on -one with you, but they want to do a little bit more homework fo first, that might be a great thing for folks to, to check out the risk tolerance quiz. There's also a retirement ready quiz. That one's a great one. I yep. love that one. 
And that's all that on chessmanwealth.com. And again, we'll link to it in the show notes of today's perfect, program. Perfect, perfect. Yep, easy for folks to find that. So yeah, go take one or both of those quizzes if you'd like. If you're looking for an easy starting point, you can certainly do that. You can also go to chessmanwealth.com and find out more information, set up a time to meet or contact through the website, or give a call the old-fashioned way, as we joked about on last week's show. 214-572-2120 is the number. That's 214-572-2120. It's time to open up the mailbag. All right, it's time to check out the mailbag and get a question here from one of our listeners. You can submit questions through the website, chessmanwealth.com. And this week's question comes to us from Deb. And Deb's got a tough situation going on right now. Wade, here mm-hmm. is her question. Deb says, I'm in the middle of a divorce after 30 years of marriage. Uh, Do you think I'd be better off to get half of my husband's 401k or half of the pension? I like the idea of having a guaranteed income, but I won't be retiring for another 10 years, so it's not like I need the pension right now. Right. It kind of goes back to our discussion, right? Um, The whole idea of guaranteed, this last question, the whole idea idea of guaranteed income. I would say, you know, obviously it depends how much, we don't even know how much the 401k is. Half the 401k may be better than the pension. The pension may be better than half the 401k. You know, there's something to be said about, like you said, there is something to be said about guaranteed income. So I'd have to do the, what I would say is do a care for calculation and kind of weigh the pros and cons of which one is going to give me maybe a better rate of return and which one's going to give me more financial stability. But I would not make that decision uh, without a great deal of thought and doing the math, making sure you really understand it, because that pension could be worth, you know, for a lot of people, that pension can be worth a whole lot more than you really even understand if you look at it from a lifetime of income. So I'd say really look at the issue deeply, make sure you understand the numbers, then you can make a well de- well-educated decision. Yeah, you almost treat the... Uh the equation here, Deb, like the two things are equal, and so it's just a matter of, you know, so which one's better? And they could be drastically or wildly different. It could be a husband who has a fantastic pension, and he rarely put anything into the 401k, or That's right. vice versa. I just think of, like, my, my wife's work experience. She qualified for the pension after five years of working. She was vested in the pension. But, like, five years and one month, she ended up switching to a new job in the same company, but now into a 403B, and they have matching funds, and plus she's now contributing a ton into that account. So fast forward, you know, a bunch of years for us, <laughs> her pension that she'll get will be pretty darn small probably compared to right. what that 403B will be. So the two are, are not even anywhere close to equal necessarily. So that's, a, that's just a great point, Wade. That's one of those things where on the surface it seems like an easy either-or question, but uh, yeah. they could be but drastically But it requires, it requires some calculation because – the, the the value of the pension sometimes you don't really understand it until you do the math and go oh yeah think about the lifetime income that provides it could be really important to have yeah yeah you could have a, a 401k be uh, I'm just picking a random number here Wade let's say two hundred fifty thousand dollars in it and you say man that's great versus a pension that's going to pay you fifteen hundred a month I, I don't know how those numbers actually will shake out but I'm sure the fifteen hundred a month you don't realize just how much that equals over the course of a, of right. a full lifetime exactly so. right plus it's guaranteed. Whereas the 401k is not. Could could be cut in half by the next coronavirus pandemic never that know. comes by, right? <laughs> not that would ever. That would never happen. Never. Things like that never happen in life. No. Mm-mm. Never. 
So hopefully that helps you out, Deb. Um, definitely you are asking the right kinds of questions. That's what's most important. Honestly, <laughs> even if you ask a question where it's hard to give an answer until we get that one-on-one view, the thing that we look for is for just people to be asking the right kinds of questions. Because that right. shows you're thinking about it and that you're trying to take the right steps. And when people do that, they usually end up with a successful plan. And so you're heading down a right path, Deb. And if you're in a similar situation, you're going through perhaps a divorce, even if you're not. But if you are, oh, my gosh, the emotions must be all over the place for you. It can be very difficult to make financial decisions during a period of life like that. Or maybe it's dealing with the loss of a family member. Any of those kinds of situations, really please make sure that you reach out for help during those times so that you don't make a silly mistake because of uh, a clouded head or clouded judgment. And that's why Wade and his team at Chessman Wealth Strategies are there to help folks through situations like this. You can set up a time to meet. Again, visit ChessmanWealth.com for more information or call 214-572-2120. And we'll put the contact information for Wade in the description of today's show. Wade, this was fun. Thanks for uh, joining us on the program again and uh, your help, and have a great rest of your week. Thanks, Walter. Enjoy that red lobster, my friend. No, don't worry. I'm going to. (laughs) Those biscuits are calling my name. Eat a biscuit for me, okay? You got it. I'm I'm on a diet. I can't eat cheddar biscuits right now, so (laughs) I have to live vicariously through you. Okay. All right. Ben George will be back with you on the next episode as well. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Monday Night Podcast with Wade Chessman. The opinions voiced in Money Night with Wade Chessman are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Monday night are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor.